broadcasting live from the phx.fm studio in phoenix arizona it's time for valley business radio spotlighting the valley's best businesses and the people who lead them Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Arizona 100 podcast here on Valley Business Radio, broadcasting to you from the phx.fm studios in lovely Arcadia here in Phoenix. Abby, how are you? I am so good. How are you? I'm super great. I'm glad you're back for another preview of the upcoming edition of the Arizona 100. We've got a lot of interesting stuff happening around the state these days. Yeah, but a couple other things first. So uh, Valentine's Day. Yes. Also, Arizona Statehood Day. Super exciting. They're not the same day, are they? They are the exact same day. See, I'm not from here. The things you learn. February 14th. Right. I think we're 100 and something. Seven, maybe? 1912. Yeah. 108. 108. That's a... That's a, it's yeah. a lot. Not quite, not quite, you know, East Coast historic, no. but no. pretty good. No, but coming in just just ahead of Alaska and Hawaii. Yep. We got President's Day coming up. Right. So that's pretty exciting too. I always thought President's Day was an interesting holiday as a kid because in a way, it was never, at least in my elementary school, celebrated as President's Day like all the presidents. It was kind of a Washington, Lincoln, you know, sort of the obvious right. presidents. And in reality, there are some presidents that were interesting and important, some of whom were terrible, but don't get a lot of discussion. They don't get a day off. They don't get a day off from the harsh light of history. Right. right. I think it's a nice little break, right? We, you know, you come off of the the winter break and, you know, you've had the entire month of January that you had to work. Yeah. I and now we need you a, get... We need to be more inclusive in terms of the way we reflect on the history of the men, all men to this point, who have occupied the executive uh, office and um, and look at all of them. I, I do remember when I was a kid that there was a point in time when I think I knew more about uh, Russian leaders than American ones because there was a silly song that played on the radio, the Dr. Demento show, which I used to listen to in LA, that was called the ABCs of Dead Russian Leaders. <laughs> and uh, Andropov, Brezhnev, so you could do a map at one point at the age of 12 i probably knew more dead russian leaders than i did dead u.s presidents well i guess president's that's a, day is a chance to rec, you rectify figure, exactly the situation so this uh, is not the point of this show no, by the way but, but this it, well is it's a, a good segue into one of the things um that will be coming up on this uh week's issue of the arizona 100 so the the publisher's message copper state of mind um, is talking about President's Day, but specifically the leadership lessons that we can learn from uh, one of our presidents, President Lincoln, who is one of the more um, prolific presidents. And he has had um, maybe some of the most intriguing biographies written about him over the years. And there is some really interesting lessons to be learned. In fact, if you, you can certainly read what I had to say about it, but if you just Google leadership lessons from the presidents, you can get some really interesting viewpoints in terms of what they were facing at the time of their, when they were president, what the, the country was like, what the world was like, and really how they, you know, shaped their, you know, their time based on their, their leadership skills and, and the people they surrounded them with. And of course, you know, we, we all have quotes and things we can recite from the various presidents that we would consider, um, you know, reflective of the way that they led the country. So it's, 
you know, just a little segue. There's into a lot that. to learn in in the in positive lessons and in the don't do that lessons. There's so many so many ways we can benefit from that reflection. Right. Well, you talk to your kids about it and see what they have to say. I you know, I was fun. You mentioned it. I was just reading a book about Abraham Lincoln to my five year old this morning. He picked it off the shelf. It's a kid's book, and uh, was we were going through and kind of you know it's it's a it's a it's a what's the word simplified version of the story. Um, but it touches on some things that are really important. Yeah, I think it's important. You know, yeah. I, I think, you know, history, I was having this conversation with a couple of friends, you know, we think about what we learned in school as it related to history and the and politics in the country and, you know, what will kids 50, 60 years from now be reflecting on, you know, the this part of our of the decade and, and you know, it'll be interesting to see. I think it's important to have these conversations regardless of what side of the aisle you might be on and what your viewpoints are. It's important to recognize what, you know, what our democracy is all about. And I guess President's Day gives us a chance to, at least for 24 hours, to to pay homage to those individuals that led our country in the past and, um, and and see where we go from there. Learn yes, the lessons. Lots to learn. What else is going on around the great state of Arizona? Well, goodness, you know, we, we talk about all the time on this, on our show and in, in the, the Arizona 100, really about what our state is doing in terms of economic development and growth and the investments that they're making. And both here in our state and with our, um, you know, surrounding communities. So the governor's office has recently announced that they've opened up um, two Arizona Trade and Investment Offices. Um, these are in Mexico, one in Chihuahua and the other in Guanajuato. And this is an opportunity to kind of increase that uh, relationship with our friends in Mexico and how to implement some trade and investment opportunities here in Arizona and then what we are doing there in in Mexico. So it's a real interesting um, economic dynamic that's happening. I mean, it's nothing new that we have these trade relationships with Mexico, but really for our state to be making an investment in, and um, looking for these opportunities really speaks well for what those relationships can be. Yeah. And it's important, I think, in, in an era of, you know, white hot political rhetoric about immigration and things of that nature to remember that for the business community and for trade, the regional partnerships are critical and they continue regardless of what noise is being generated from other other places. Uh, for Arizona in particular, our trade relationship with Mexico is of supreme importance. It's, the, it's the, the single largest trading partner and not by a little bit, by four times the amount of the next largest trading partner. So the, it's important and these having a presence in in these Mexican states is very important. Yeah, I think so, and it'll be it'll be interesting to watch how that um, how we how we learn from that and the opportunities that come our way and, and what we see over the um, you know the next several years as these um, offices flourish there and and uh, bring these opportunities on both sides of the border. And one of the things that that I think speaks well to Arizona and really why businesses are continuing to look at our state for um, opportunities to invest is really our um, inclusion inclusiveness and our equality and, and the efforts that we're making across the state to um, to be an inclusive community and what that means both from um, um, culturally and um, personal preference. I think we're, you know, we're starting to see a lot more attention being paid to that. And they're like most, there are um, organizations that review that information and, and study that. And there was a recent um, study from the Human Rights Campaign called the Municipal Equality Index. 
and that takes a look at cities and towns and their their municipal laws and policies and, and how that impacts the LGBTQ community in that city. And uh, the city of Phoenix received a perfect score. That's the seventh year in a row that they've done that. Uh, we have seen some other cities in Arizona on that list as well, Tempe and Tucson, uh, Avondale Chandler, Flagstaff Gilbert, Glendale Mesa, Peoria, and Scottsdale makes the list as well. Um, there were only 88 cities nationwide that scored 100, um, and it, Phoenix was one of those cities. And this isn't something like this is easy to score high, and there were 14 cities that scored zero. Right, which means nothing, which means in looking at these different categories, they had nothing that applied. And that's, a, I mean, that's a tough to come back from zero, right, to come all the way up. So, um, you know, we, we've scored, or we had, again, several cities in the state that scored. A perfect score is fantastic. Um, always room for improvement. And, uh, you know, we, we are encouraged by that. And again, I think this is part of the reason that businesses are looking to our state because we are um, doing what we can to be inclusive. There's always, again, room for opportunity for improvement. But we are proud of those designations. Yeah, much work to do and, and many other ways to measure uh, the progress that we have made and still need to make. But it's it's heartwarming to see that at least from this perspective, the Municipal Equality Index, Phoenix ranks at the top. Right. So Arizona is maybe not on the top of the list when you think of um, wine regions, but we are really quite um, well respected in the region and around the country with some of the things that we are doing here in the the state as it relates to wine and growing wine and the study of the grapes and the ground and such. Um, Yavapai College has a viticulture and enology program. And among the program's first graduates is Valerie and Daniel Wood. They're up in the northern Arizona area. They have a, a winery called Heartwood Cellars, and they are starting to win some of the awards that are um, bestowed upon winemakers as it relates to um, their product. And there they are right there in uh, Yavapai County. You know, I have heard, but I haven't yet had a chance to look too closely at this, that there is some really good Arizona wine. And that Jerome and Cottonwood and a bunch of areas there in Yavapai County are, right. are kind of right. centers of this. I need right. to get up there. Yavapai little... County to the north, our, our southeast um, part of the state as well. Yeah, the the to talk to those winemakers, you know, the ground is good. The the um, the the growth spurt. We have nice warm weather, and when we get rains in those parts of the the state, it's good drenching rains, and so they are finding themselves, and it's a growing industry for the state. And uh, you can actually go and get a degree if you'd like in learning how to do that, which sounds kind of fun. Yeah. I, I think that um, I would appreciate the homework yeah. <laughs> of the enology major. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Something to consider if this radio thing doesn't work out right. for and you. Right. And if that, yeah, if, if the uh, social science degrees that turn out to not not, not matter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we talk quite a bit about uh, the restaurants that open in our state. And, you know, we have a fantastic... Um, Reputation here in Arizona for award-winning restaurateurs and chefs, and Nobu. Uh, many of you may recognize that name. Um, is opening up a location in Scottsdale. It's their newest fine dining restaurant. Um, they have restaurants all across Americas, Europe, Middle East, uh, Milan, Hong Kong, Vegas, and now we're going to have one right here in Arizona. So check that out in Scottsdale if you are so inclined for a. Fine dining experience. Valentine's Day is coming up. 
let's not forget. Hint, hint. Reservations required. Might be a little late to get reservations for Maybe there. Day. Maybe there. Yeah. Never know. Next year. Worth a call. Next year. Put it on the books. So we're going to head um, to Southern Arizona here for a bit um, and talk a little bit about a study that took place um, at the University of Arizona about showing your emotions at work. I was really intrigued by that headline when I was doing my uh, research on putting this issue together. There's a lot of back and forth about whether or not you should show your emotions at the office and what does that do uh, for your productivity, if at all. And um, this study is finding that um, it's important to express your emotions in a productive fashion, of course, but um, there are reasons and some now a study to show that those that um, express their feelings are more productive in the workplace. So, you know, in a, in a mature manner, I suppose, it's good to reflect and to share and make sure you're not holding anything in and, and talking a little bit about what the, you know, the impact of certain things are in the workplace. And it will actually be good for your performance. For sure. And emotional intelligence is something that is getting more and more play, both in the corporate world as well as more broadly in the schools. People are starting to understand that social emotional skills and the ability to express and regulate one's emotions are important. And the old fashioned idea of, uh, you know, being very taciturn, being just holding it all in, being emotionless. Uh, is in fact not the most optimum way. Of course, on the other end of the spectrum, you know, being a, a man child who throws tantrums and, and fits and pounds on the floor is also May not, not be not okay. Right. But in the middle, there is a, an emotional expressiveness. There's a vocabulary, um, a fluency one can have in in emotional things, both in expressing them and also in eliciting them and appreciating them from others, being okay with other people having emotional experiences as human beings without describing it in a negative pejorative way, like a breakdown or weakness or things of that nature. I think it's a very important topic. We're just beginning to scratch the surface. This study by the University of Arizona team uh, is going to be very helpful in, in helping managers, leaders, HR leaders, et cetera, begin to really wrap their heads around this terrain. Well, and if you think about, you know, you spend probably more time with your office mates than you do with your home folks, your your spouses, your children, and um, your, that, those emotions are going to come out somewhere. So, you know, if you can express them in a, in a productive manner in the, you know, and, and engage in that kind of conversation, I think it, you know, it, it does make a whole lot of sense and, and, We'll watch and see how I, I'm interested to see how this is. We talk a lot about it in our office as well about the, you know, the 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 relationships we have with each other and with our clients and teammates and such. And an emotion has to play into that. It just has to. It does. And tell the robots and algorithms completely replace us. Uh, Which I don't see happening. You, not not going to happen. Human beings uh, will be human and that appreciating their humanity, our own humanity is a great first step. That we will. Also coming out of Tucson, um, a hearty congratulations to Sonoran Pueblo Contracting. They are an enterprise of the Pascoyaki Development Corporation, the Pascoyaki tribe in Tucson. They are celebrating their one-year anniversary. Uh, they are a tribally owned and operated construction company um, employing uh, tribal and non-tribal individuals, and they are... Um, 
marking their one-year anniversary with an with about $8.5 million in projects throughout Southern Arizona. Pretty impressive for a first year um, or for any company for their first year. Um, and some exciting things on the horizon for uh, Sonora Pueblo. They are working on a uh, developing an apprentice program with Pina, Pima Community College and another with Central Arizona College to um, develop tradesmen that uh, can come in and learn a proper trade either to work for Sonoran Pueblo or go out into the workforce and, and um, get positions with other construction and contracting companies. It, it's really exciting to see Sonoran Pueblo working on both sides of that uh, equation, both developing the, the skilled and, and labor pool and delivering high-value projects to clients. You know, we hear so much talk about critical labor shortages in the construction industry and, and other ancillary industries. So to see them forming these partnerships right out of the gate with Pima Community College and Central Arizona College to really develop the talent pool that will they'll be then able to use as they grow. That's cool. That's right. really And it's so important to train train our our teams where whether you are um, you know in a, in the trades or whether you're in a in a professional um, skill environment, you you have to provide opportunities for your employees to grow in advance and and learn the newest and technology that's available. And so um, we applaud them for that. We we appreciate the relationships with the community colleges out there. That's a great opportunity to you know get the education and get the hands-on experience that we all need when we go out in, into the workforce. And um, again, out of out of Tucson, big big push here in Tucson in this issue uh, is a focus on technology, and um, may not be top of mind when you think of technology and it, that they're such a, a corridor there in the Tucson area, but. Um, they are really making an investment there. The U of A Tech Park with 40 companies and about 6,000 employees. Um, the Arizona Center for Innovation, Caterpillar Surface Mining and Technology. The Hexagon Mining has um, opened up an operation in downtown Tucson. Uh, the U of A has a mirror lab, which is uh, focusing on the astronomy industry. And uh, Worldview Enterprises, which is leading the way in emerging stratospheric economy. So some exciting out of the world kind of the thing. Sky's going, the, limit the sky is the limit. The sky is the limit. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of really interesting news out of Tucson. And we see this in the Phoenix Business Journal and in other publications, the Arizona Commerce Authority and the Arizona Technology Council, just so much exciting things happening there um, and here and throughout the state. Um, but you're right. Unless you're paying attention, you wouldn't necessarily associate Tucson or the University of Arizona with some of these developments, but um, you know Boeing, Raytheon, so many things happening. Yeah, they're making they're making their mark in, in Tucson, and and we're we're grateful for that. So, do you have any uh, vacation plans on the horizon? No. So thanks for bringing that up. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so nothing to look forward to whatsoever. Well, so um, there's actually a study out there that um, asked folks if you had to. Uh, Pick a destination for a last-minute vacation. You know where what where might that be? And I think a lot of things go into that, right? Ease of airport, in and out access, um, activities, whatever you might be, weather. and weather. And this might not surprise you. Um, Tucson and Phoenix are among the top fastest-growing places to travel in the last minute. Now we, of course aren't going to travel. We're on vacation every day. Every it's really what it boils day. down to is that we live here in the valley and every day is a, is vacation. a vacation day. It's just the resort life without the resort. It's fantastic. But for us, if we want to get away, 
Mexico City, Sarasota, Florida, Oklahoma City, Key West, Myrtle Beach, and then my, you know, Sacramento, Minneapolis, St. Paul, where I'm originally from, Oakland, St. Louis, Austin, Indianapolis. I have some friends in Indianapolis. It's actually a fun place to visit. It may these not are, be in the winter, but... Know, so these are all in really interesting choices. I mean, I moved here from Oakland. I'm very familiar with Oakland. lived there for years. Um, Sacramento, you know, there's... I think there's more than meets the eye. This is an interesting list that there's... If you were to ask yourself, well, why would you know, Oklahoma City be top ranked as well as, you know, Sacramento, Oakland, Austin, Indianapolis. The answer is because there's stuff there you didn't already know about right. and be a great place to go find out. Right. So much like we've challenged each other to try all the new restaurants throughout the state of Arizona, I think we put this on the list and see where we can last minute travel stops. Yeah. We, before the, uh, before the, we got the rest of the year. Want to try? We, we might have to, to go down to Chihuahua to visit the new we uh, could trade do that. investment office. We could and, do that. Um, and then head over to Puerto Vallarta. Puerto Vallarta. We, All right. We honeymooned in Puerto Vallarta. Yeah. It's wonderful. Valentine's Day. See? It's right See? back. Right around that. 2021. Well, thanks. Valentine's Day 2021. Yeah. Thank you again for letting me come on and talk about Well, thanks about for being the... here. You know, I, I really do enjoy these segments. The Arizona 100 is a unique publication of 100-word stories or 100-second videos. It gives you a snapshot into all the things happening around the state of Arizona. It comes out twice a month. It is free to subscribe to the Arizona 100 at thearizona100.com. And of course, the audio version with some extra banter and, uh, and, and fun thrown in is available on this podcast. And uh, really looking forward to seeing these issues and seeing things unfold as we go through this year. Thank you so much. We look forward to... Um learning more about your businesses. If you have interesting news or ideas of what's happening around in your community, please let us know at editor at thearizona100.com. And as Adrian said, subscribe online at thearizona100.com. That's today's show. For all of us here at phx.fm, this is Dr. Adrian McIntyre. We'll see you next time on Valley Business Radio. 